This week on the podcast, lots of new shipwrecks have been discovered, things for us to explore, uh, a rare piece of news, Paddy has announced a new speciality, a huge online charity, um, auction, I should say, um, where you can book a lovely holiday as well as a whole bunch of um, uh, new dive equipment in a uh, on an online silent auction, and the bodies of two missing scuba divers have been identified. So last week I mentioned a, um, a pair of separate cave divers um, gone missing, and one of them was uh, Chinese diver Han Ting, and at the time of recording, they uh, they hadn't actually um, they'd found a um, a body in the cave system. A little ROV found a body, but hadn't been identified. Uh, and literally a few hours before I was recording this podcast, uh, the body of renowned Chinese cave diver Han Ting has been recovered 18 days after he lost contact with the support team during a dive in a um, in an underwater cave system. The Emergency Management Bureau in Duan says that a underwater robot retrieved the body and brought it to shore at 6.33 p.m. and the body was confirmed to be Hans. The Bureau offers its condolences and said that the investigation is underway. According to previous media reports, Han, who is 47, was undergoing a training mission on October the 7th, preparing for a challenge of the world record for deep cave diving. In May, Han dived 277 meters in the same cave, setting an Asian record and just nine meters shy of the world record, so he wanted to improve on that. A search and rescue operation began after Han failed to service on the following day, and professional teams have been called for all over China. A remotely operated underwater vehicle found a body which was stuck between cave walls at about 110 metres underwater on October the 11th, and it was suspected to be Han's, but effort to retrieve it had proved extremely difficult due to the complex underwater conditions. During his 17 years of career as a scuba diver, Han has conducted missions for the country's shipwreck archaeology and searches for the remains of Red Army soldiers. He also voluntarily took part in many missions to look for missing divers. According to the China Exploration and Research Society, he is China's first all-round diving coach in scuba diving, freediving, and technical diving. It reminds me of a, um, a talk... Oh, I forget who the speaker was, but he was... Um, he was breaking down how they explored this new uncharted cave system. And, and he said at this point of the dive, we kind of acknowledged that any further in, and they were the only people qualified to like go in and rescue them. So it was purely self-rescue to um, to that kind of extreme. There was nobody else anywhere um, who uh, who regularly like penetrated cave systems to this kind of um, uh, depth and distance. So um, they were literally all on their own. Um, so yeah, it, it's nice. There's closure for the family, obviously. Um, that's um, that they have actually. Uh, identified the um, the body, and um, and it further goes to show just how dangerous cave diving can be. 
Closer to home, the scuba diver who went missing in Scapa Flow in Orkney in late September has finally been named nine days after his body was found. So it's 70-year-old Paul Smith from Greater Manchester failed to return to the boat from which he had been wreck diving, although the circumstances surrounding his death remain unclear. The Coast Guard had been alerted that Smith was missing on the morning of the 28th of September. Its helicopters and rescue teams were joined by lifeboats and local vessels to look for the diver, but the search had been stood down that evening, leaving police to investigate the fatality. A body was recovered near the island of Carver by a Royal Navy dive team on the 16th of October. A couple of weeks later, and the diver's family were informed pending formal identification. Uh, he was named yesterday, or correction, uh, on the uh, the 25th of, uh, of October, because uh, I'm recording this on the 26th. Uh, it is now known that Smith had been diving the wreck of the 175-metre German battleship SMS Markgraf, uh, scuttled in 1919, half a mile northeast of Carver. Bigger and at uh, a reasonable depth of 45 metres, it's a lot deeper than many of the Scapa Flow World War I shipwrecks, um, is regarded as one of its more technical dives. Uh, so we don't exactly know what happens, uh, but again, at least his family has some closure. On to some lighter news. Aggressor Adventures and SSI have partnered to raise funds for the Sea of Change Foundation with an incredible adventure-themed online auction open for bidding and monetary pledges until the 18th of November 2023. So all funds raised support the foundation's mission to create positive change for the natural world we all love and enjoy to explore. Uh, the foundation is a US-based tax-exempt non-profit and the official conservation partner of Aggressor Adventures. There are over 50 auction items that are offered, um, and of course they start off at incredible value, but the more people bid, the uh, the more expensive they get. Uh, that's how auctions go. Um, with most opening bids starting well below retail value, but I already had a, a quick look, and some things are still below their, their retail value, uh, but most of the the big and interesting stuff uh, has already gone up to their um, uh, their retail value, uh, including amazing trips, uh, adventures, water sports and dive equipment, original and signed artwork, uh, camera equipment, gift baskets and cards, and a lot more. Um, lots of week-long liverboards on BVI Aggressor, uh, Red Sea Aggressor, uh, the Bahamas, and all sorts of different things. Lots of new dive equipment. Uh, I saw quite a few Aqualung, Coltree, Mares, Scuba Pro, Tusa, uh, Ocean Reef. There's an Ocean Reef mask up there, a Shearwater dive computer, uh, shark skin uh, rash vests, and whatnot, all sorts of stuff. Um, some paddle boards from a Kona, I think I saw. A Sunto uh, sports watch, like a, a surface. I don't think it's a diving watch. I think it's more of their like hiking um, uh, GPS type watch deals. Um, yeah, underwater camera gear, uh, all sorts of interesting things. Uh, so yeah, and it all goes to charity. So um, so that's a nice little um, uh, online auction. Uh, if you want to have a look, there'll be links down in the, uh, the description below. Um, yeah, Paddy has announced a new speciality. 
This is a e-learning course, and it's been devised for anyone who feels that they need help in bringing about positive ocean change, uh, whether you're a scuba diver or not. So, Paddy described it as a fun, accessible, and suitable for all age groups. The self-study section of the course can be completed online or offline using a computer or mobile device. While it can be taken at the student's own pace, it should take no more than two hours. After the course, participants are invited to connect with a local participating paddy dive centre and work through 10 tips to save the ocean in workshops conducted by a professional instructor. Students can either arrange to visit the dive centre in person or opt for a virtual experience via two-way video online learning. Um, scuba diving training has come so far since we or since I started at least. Um, uh, I think mainly because of the uh, the pandemic, uh, everyone was doing Zoom calls and whatnot. Um, anyway, uh, so this is necessary to complete the specialty, or speciality, I should say, to uh, certification level, by which time they are deemed to have learnt to be ocean aware, to respect marine wildlife, and to behave as an eco-tourist. Uh, this means travelling to appreciate the natural beauty of a location while learning about local customs and minimizing environmental impact, says Paddy, and also involves learning to identify the most sustainable tour operators in any region. Uh, so that's quite nice, little tips and tricks on how to uh, double-check which tour operators are actually concerned about the uh, the environment and the others are more focused on their paycheck. Uh, divers also learn to take responsible underwater images to inspire others and to become stewards of the ocean to ensure its health and vitality for future generations uh the two hour paddy aware specialty e-learning course costs 40 pounds a portion of which funds the aware foundation's conservation work to remove marine debris secure protection for sharks and rays expand marine protected areas and support local grantees uh there is a further charge for its section of the course include uh, involving the paddy dive center uh with a price depending on the particular dive center um yeah, it's really up to them how much they uh, they charge. Uh, anyone interested should contact their nearest Paddy Dive Centre to find out more. Uh, again, there'll be links down in the uh, in the description below. In other news, two well-known U.S. wreck divers have come across a military aircraft off the coast of Florida. Uh, so this is a Douglas AD-5 Sky Raider attack bomber, and it turns out to have crash-landed in peacetime whilst taking part in a machine gun strafing exercise in 1957. So the plane had gone down after suddenly losing engine oil pressure about a mile off Miami Beach in Key Biscayne, uh, according to a report in the Miami Herald. The U.S. Marine Corps pilot, 25-year-old First Lieutenant, or Lieutenant, I think they say out there, uh, Richard Lee McCombs, was stationed in Miami. He had managed to steer out to sea to avoid landing near the beach. Well done, Mr. McCombs, and was picked up by a rescue helicopter about 30 minutes later. The AD-5 Sky Raider was one of the very few military propeller planes that continued to be used into the jet era and saw action in Korea and Vietnam. Uh, a month after the crash, the Marines recovered the aircraft's engine and the Coast Guard had sunk the rest of the plane further out to sea, and it now lies in about two pieces around 300 metres apart at a depth beyond 40 metres. 
The wreck was found in July by Association of Underwater Explorers, or AUE Divers, Michael C. Barnett and Jimmy Godomsky, uh, though their discovery has only just been reported. Returning from a dive trip, they had decided to check out a, um, a mark that a fisherman had given to Barnett, who described seeing the plane wreck as an exciting moment. After finding the Sky Raider, the divers had tracked down the pilot's three children, Amy, Tim and Mark. His 58-year-old daughter told the paper that the three had been amazed to hear the news of the find so soon after their father's death, especially after she had recently travelled to Miami to see where he had been stationed. She said that this has given us an opportunity to celebrate my dad despite dealing with how much we missed him. Uh, we know he is absolutely loving this. Uh, so yeah, a new um, plane wreck, do we call them? Um, and uh, again, lots of um, lots of nice photos coming out of that one underwater. Uh, planes are always quite interesting to uh, to have a look around. Uh, closer to home here in the North Sea, the wreck of the HMS Thistle has been discovered uh, off southwestern Norway. So this is a British submarine. It's been missing for 83 years since being sunk by a German U-boat during World War II. A Norwegian expedition to map the seabed's geology and biology from the research vessel Go Sars uh, this spring had revealed an anomaly at a depth of 160 metres, with ROV-mounted cameras revealing it to be a submarine. Uh, only now, however, following a second ROV dive, has imagery been produced to enable the Royal Navy to confirm its identity. So the surveys were part of the uh, Mariano project, which has been running since 2006 by Norway's Institute of Marine Research, a geological survey of Norway and Norwegian mapping authority. The team had already come across four wrecks on the spring expedition uh, when the thistle mark showed up. Of the five, only a cargo ship called Azelia uh, sunk in 1990 had been previously known about, so they found these four other just pings and... Um, this is why all these seabed surveys are, are so interesting because they, they come up with um, all of these random shipwrecks. The senior engineer, oh, I apologize for butchering your name, uh, Kjell Bakaplas, uh, says, It's not very often that I'm in the video room when new locations are being investigated, but on this particular occasion, my curiosity was piqued well before the video rig was submerged in the water. The similarity between wreck structures we had previously examined and this one was very striking. After examining the wreck using a camera, we could quickly establish that it was a submarine. I checked if there were any submarines that were missing in the area and that could match this shipwreck. After a bit of research, after it, uh, it, it was obvious that it was a submarine, they, um, they worked out that it was most likely to be a British submarine, uh, but initially it seemed more likely to have been the HMS Oxley, which was lost just before World World War II, but of course now it's been confirmed to be the HMS Thistle, uh, which is an 84-meter T-class submarine launched in October 1938. Uh, the Thistle had joined the Royal Navy's second submarine flotilla based in Dundee and Blyth, and in 1940, under the command
command of Lieutenant Wilfred Frederick Hasselfoot, had been patrolling off Stavanger on the eve of an expected German invasion of Norway. At around 4pm on the 9th of April, Thistle signalled that it had unsuccessfully fired six torpedoes at the surfaced U-4, leaving only two. She was ordered to move north to patrol off Gardines and no further contact was made. It was later found that the U-boat, which had dived after the first Thistle torpedo passed ahead of her bow, had spotted the British vessel recharging her batteries at the surface at about 2am on the 10th of April. She had fired two torpedoes and the second from a distance of 250 metres had struck home. HMS Thistle had gone down with the loss of all 53 crew. The expedition leader Heldal Carvit um, told Divernet that they used the ROV A-Gear 6000 for the dive. It's a work-class research ROV which is needed due to very strong currents along the Norwegian coast that made the dive very challenging. A smaller ROV would struggle, especially in this area. Uh, HMS Oxley remains to be located. The vessel had been sunk in error by another British submarine, again leaving 53 dead, uh, though two of the crew had survived. And you can view some of the um, the images and video coming from that ROV uh, on their YouTube channel. Uh, I'll pop a link down in the description below so you can uh, so you can check it out and see this underwater submarine. As far as new dive equipment, the only thing that I noticed was a new dive right slide lock two reel so this is an upgraded version of their slide lock um guide reel and it features the tight tolerances and innovative features of the new azimuth series of reels whilst maintaining the simple one-handed operation of the dependable slide lock series of reels so instead of having like a um uh, a screwed down locking mechanism it's like a sliding mechanism which is a lot easier to do um, just sort of with your thumb and it also has their fuel gauge as well on the side of the reel so if you're paying out line you can with a quick glance gauge roughly how much uh, or how far you've gone or how much line you have left and um, yeah nice simple construction and um, yeah looks to uh, looks to get the job done uh, but that's about it i had a look through most of the uh, the main manufacturers couldn't see anything shiny new on their uh, on their websites neither the um, the online retailers uh, couldn't find anything on their websites neither uh, so let's have a quick look at some ask mark questions some of the uh, the shorter ones mario schmidt says talking about failure points i recently had a discussion with my buddies whether or not to have air integration their stand was about the additional failure point i'm thinking there's just little difference between an AI transmitter compared to a dummy plug in the first stage. Not talking about a short hose that would indeed add additional O-rings. Do I miss something important here? Um, I mean, there's a bit more on the inside because, yeah, granted your um, uh, your blanking plug on your first stage, it's it's a chunk of metal and it does have an O-ring on it, so that's your failure point. Uh, the the wireless air transmitter also has or usually has that. Um, uh, that sealing o-ring however there's also a lot of gubbins on the inside which are technically failure points so uh, yeah uh, i had this um on another ask mark this week where it's like yeah you get to that kind of level of you're so focused on failure points that you'd never go scuba diving and you've got to take some kind of risks and transmitters are 
pretty good nowadays. Uh, I can't remember the last time or if a transmitter has ever failed me. Um, that they're, they're pretty darn reliable nowadays. And um, yeah, I'd say it's a bit more of a risk compared to a, a port plug. Um, port plugs don't tend to be that much of a risk. Uh, but I mean, you do see things like the uh, the Apex Tech 3 regulators uh, specifically designed for twin cylinders. So they just didn't put port plugs on one side of each first stage uh, just to minimize failure points. Um, but um, no, from a pure failure point aspect, yes, I'd say it is a bit more of a failure point compared to a blanking plug uh but i wouldn't worry too much about it it's um yeah just keep keep everything maintained and it should be perfectly fine john hofel says i got the scuba diving bug and went through open water and advanced training on vacation accumulating 28 dives very nice uh over the last year i've had some medical issues keeping me from diving uh, in the last 20, uh, 250 days would you have a suggestion on a liverboard where I could hire a dive instructor to assist me to regain my proficiency? Uh, so after 250 days, you need to do a scuba uh, refresh, I think it's called now. It used to be scuba review, but I think now you do a bit more of a prescriptive refresh. Um, I do that beforehand. Also, a lot of liverboards have a minimum dive count. Uh, it's usually 30 dives, I believe. It depends on the liverboard and the uh, and the itinerary. Um, so it might be worth just crunching out a couple dives, uh, local dives, just to get yourself back into the swing of things. But as far as like having a uh, an instructor uh, near you, the dive guides are more often than not all instructors. So um, and and they're about their their primary focus is going to be on guiding uh it, it depends on the itinerary some are a bit more um like loosey-goosey just kind of let the divers do what they like uh it's just like here's your maximum depth here's your maximum bottom time uh we'll see you back on the boat at such and such otherwise we're coming looking for you um others are a bit more strict where it's like right dive group number one is you people, you're all going to be diving with me. Dive team two is going to be diving with uh, the other dive guide. It uh, it just kind of depends. And um, yeah, as long as you're you're close up to them, you'll um, you'll have not preferential treatments, but you'll be a lot closer. And um, yeah, you have your check dive. Check dives on on liverboards are usually pretty soon on uh, on like day two because day one's just like settling in and paperwork and stuff day two yeah you go somewhere safe not too much current nice sandy bottom just where everyone can just yeah make sure every, all of their gears working there's no leaking you've got the right weighting and everything and um everyone can send up a dsmb safely and then after that they get onto the the real good dives um but yeah oh, the, there are woods all over the world so um yeah, just just kind of explain to them, hey, you know what? Um, I haven't been diving in a little while, and you'll probably find a dive guide is gonna gonna hang around you anyway. Annie Rouge Poudar says, "Hi, Mark. Really appreciate the solid advice in your videos. Uh, always something to learn. You're welcome. Uh, I recently decided to take 
a plunge into the technical diving world and have started building up my equipment, my local dive shop suggested Mara's XR products, including the silver single backplate and wing set, as well as the Mara's 28XR HR in a long hose configuration. Whilst in the past you've reviewed the singles kits, uh, but just different versions, I'm unable to find any reviews on the regulator set on YouTube or otherwise. Uh, any help would be super appreciated. Uh, yeah, uh, the single backplate and wing setups um, that uh, that Mars do. They did come out with a couple new uh, new versions. I don't think it was this year. I think it was year previously. Um, but the the standard version, as it were, it's it's pretty much the same, just with a um, a different color. They they usually change the the style once a year, maybe every other year. Um, but the the hardware itself is is all the same, except for these uh, these new ones. I think there's the I want to say the ice and maybe the pure or something uh, is basically aluminium or, uh, or stainless steel. Um, anyway, the, uh, the Mara is 28 XR HR. So the, the HR second stage is their lighter polymer second stage. Uh, I have used that before when it was first announced and that's a lovely second stage. Uh, it still has their um, vortex assisted design. The, uh, the little, it's kind of a bypass tube, but it's not a um, as separated on their metal second stages, but you still get the benefit. So that's a nice breathe. Uh, I don't think I've used the um, uh, the twenty eight, which is their like five port swivel turret. It's um, from what I've seen, it's a bit of a beast. It's a decent size first stage, which you kind of want for colder waters. You want a um, a big chunk of metal because it's less likely to uh, to ice up. And yeah, you got that swivel turret to um, to allow better hose routing. But I think it does have the benefit of being able to uh, to do a three sixty a lot like the um, uh, the Scuba Pro Mark twenty five because like on my um, my Apex DST and the um, the Techline R2 first stage, I think um, they have that swiveling turret. However, it's so close to the DIN wheel that, sure, it'll rotate, but as soon as you add a hose onto it, it's, uh, it won't rotate a full 360, which is kind of annoying, uh, but it gets the job done. Uh, but the 28, H, uh, 28XR, uh, yeah, I, I can't imagine they um, they fault it. I saw um, I went to the Mara's uh, like R and D center uh, a few years back, and just the attention to detail that they go to in every little individual piece um, yeah, is just incredible. So um, yeah, I I can't imagine you'll um, uh, you'll fault them. Long hose setups, I I personally prefer just it's a bit. Um, bit easier to donate gas um but yeah nice nice set of regulators myers xr good um, trustworthy brand and they're global as well so finding replacement parts um or like servicing parts are going to be quite easy for um for the long term um so yeah i'd uh, i'd recommend them and finally, Diego Carraro says, good evening, Mark. Uh, good evening, Diego. Uh, I'm looking to do a side mount course, and I'm still confused about the options from XDeep. I'd like to know more about the differences between the classic and the tech, and why should I choose one over the other? And also, how is the assembly, the bladder from the classic on the harness? Uh, the idea will be more for wreck dives and maybe in the future cave. Um, so... Classic and tech refer to the wing 
design. The classic is just kind of like in the small of your back and around your waist. That's how it like started off. And then as they progressed, divers were saying, oh, you know what? I like get snagged on overhead environments. So they released the tech and the wreck. Uh, the only difference between tech and the wreck is the harness. The wreck has uh, quick adjustment points, whereas the tech is a bit more of a it isn't, but it's a bit more of a single piece harness kind of setup. Uh, how the bladder attaches, um, it's a wraparound bladder. There must be a, um, oh, like book screws or something down the, uh, down the harness. Cause you get a little metal plate that, uh, that sits in like the small of your back that attaches the, the shoulder straps, the, um, uh, what you call it, the, the spine pad, your, your crotch strap and, uh, and the waistband of your rear harness. And then it must attach onto that. And then you get these two little grommets either side of the, uh, the bladder itself. You attach bungees onto them and that like wraps around in front of you. So it gives you a little hug. Um, and it, that's pretty similar to the uh, the tech and the wreck. But yeah, the main difference is in the, the bladder shape, whereas the, the classic is just like a, a long rectangle that wraps around you, um, whereas the tech has a bit more like protecting that goes up towards the, um, uh, between your shoulders. And it doesn't necessarily have any buoyancy going up there, but it has this reinforced um, section so that if you do brush up against something on the uh, on the ceiling, it's it doesn't snag on anything and it's less likely to uh, to rip the bladder because it's got a bit of protection. There's like a, a plastic sheet underneath the um, uh, the nylon cordura that just brushes off whatever you're brushing up against. So those are the uh, the main differences. Really, it's just the um, uh, that pr- added protection. Um, I don't think the classic is overly popular nowadays. Uh, I don't think there's any great benefit to it. So I don't think you get more uh, buoyancy. I think you get a little bit less buoyancy with the uh, the classic compared to the tech. We got a whole bunch of them in uh, back when I was working at Simply Scuba, and um, yeah, I, I got the uh, the classic in, thinking that some people would uh, would want them. But yeah, the, the tech would uh, would outsell it hands down. It's, uh, it's by far the more uh, more popular option nowadays. And it's the, it's the newer version. The classic kind of made sense at the time, but if you have a look at other uh, side mount wing designs, they're all kind of shaped like the other tech nowadays in that like trapezoidal diamond shape. And um, yeah, it's, it's the most practical nowadays. And that's it for another week. Um, sorry if this one was a little bit broken up uh, more than usual because I've, uh, I'm feeling a bit under the weather. Uh, so I'm trying to edit out the coughs as much as I can. Um, but yeah, thank you for your listening, everyone. Remember to head over to today's sponsor, scubapro.com. See all their awesome dive equipment. Uh, and of course, head over to our website, scubadivermag.com. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. And of course, safe diving.